Welcome to Leadership Matters, the Grace Fellowship Podcast, where our goal is to help you lead with greater clarity and passion to fulfill the vision that God has given to you. Here's your host, Garland Vance. Welcome to Leadership Matters, the podcast from Grace Fellowship in Katy, Texas that helps you expand your leadership capacity so that you can lead others to fulfill God's calling. I'm your host, Garland Vance, and welcome to episode two. I am thrilled today to have Julia Johnson on the show with me. I will introduce you to her in just a second. One of the reasons that I'm so excited about today's podcast is because of the topic Today, we're going to talk about the five characteristics of a leader at Grace Fellowship. Even if you're not a part of Grace Fellowship, you're still going to find this episode pertinent. In fact, we've designed every episode of Leadership Matters so that it benefits leaders and potential leaders who follow Jesus Christ, whether you're in Grace Fellowship or a part of a church across the world. Today's episode is going to help you think about some characteristics of a leader, and if you're not a part of Grace Fellowship, it's going to ask you to think about the characteristics of a leader for your ministry or team. So let me introduce you to Julia Johnson. I've had the privilege of knowing and working with Julia for over a year. In fact, when I was applying to Grace Fellowship for the role of leadership development pastor, I actually called Julia to interview her about the church. I asked her all sorts of questions about Grace Fellowship so that I could get to know the culture uh, a little bit more. And so she is one of the main reasons that I'm here. Sorry if you regret that decision, Julia. <laughs> never, never. So Julia, thanks so much for being here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at Grace Fellowship? Great. Thanks for inviting me, Garland. It's great to be here. I'm the small groups director, and I've been on staff a little over or almost nine years. And as a small group director, I'm part of the larger adult discipleship staff and department. So Grace Fellowship is a church of small groups. And what that means is that almost every discipleship opportunity that we have here has some sort of small group component. So we've got small group leaders who are leading groups from 2 to 12 to 70. Right. So we've got a lot that really encompasses a lot of different size groups. So my role is to equip and train and encourage our small group leaders, no matter what size group they're leading. And so I can encourage them and train them as they're leading their groups. And also... Um, really just trying to help our small group leaders themselves identify their own next steps in their own discipleship journey. So there's a lot of um, just getting to know them and a relationship building with them, which is a part that I love. And then another part of the role of small groups director is that when people in the congregation are looking to get into a group and they're really not sure where to go or what group might fit them best. So I spend time with them and find out where they are on their journey with Christ, and then try to help guide them into a group that might be good for where they're going right now. And you're actually known around here <laughs> as the matchmaker, uh, and I've been uh, the recipient of your matchmaking. You help people 
like you were saying, find the, the group that really meets the needs that they have as they try to discover what their next step is in their journey uh, with Christ. And I, that happened with me and Julia. I went to her and said, here's what uh, my wife and I are looking for. And Julia uh, very quickly was able to connect us with a group that, that really met the needs that we had and where we could also benefit that group. So you're the matchmaker as well. I should hear some Fiddler on the Roof music in the background. <laughs> yeah. So Julia, today we're going to talk about um, this topic of the five characteristics of a leader. And you mentioned some of your work with small group leaders. Why do you think that this topic is important, of the five characteristics of a leader? Well, working with the small group leaders, first, they're people, right? They are all different. They come from different backgrounds. We're men, women, younger, older, experienced, more mature. So first, they're people, and all of their experiences are very different. So whether they've been leading before or they're, or they're new leaders, it's good to have a framework. It's good to know what some of the what these characteristics are, because each of us also have strength and weak, strengths and weaknesses. Right. And so we can identify if we have this um, focus on these five characteristics, then as individuals, we can look and say, okay, this, these characteristics come a little more, more naturally to me. These I know I need to work on. And so I think with that and working directly with the small group leaders, looking at these characteristics as we keep them in front of us, it'll keep us really on the same path and the same focus, not only for our own development, but, you know, we're hoping to equip leaders that are not only leading at Grace Fellowship, but they're leading out in the world and right. in the workplace and the marketplace and wherever they are. So I, I really like looking at these characteristics because they're not just for the church. They're for individuals wherever they're leading. That's so good, Julia. Well, I'm so excited to dig deeply into these five characteristics. But before we dig deep, let's actually dig shallow. Um, tell us what the five characteristics are. Well, the five characteristics of a leader can be remembered through the acronym of LEADS. So that's L-E-A-D-S. And L stands for lifelong learner. A leader needs to be a lifelong learner, always looking and always, always learning. And the E stands for emotionally and spiritually healthy. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. The A stands for all in. In other words, a leader at Grace Fellowship is someone who really is committed to the mission and vision, mission and vision, um, and the whole objectives that God's given us as Grace Fellowship. D is a long one. So get ready. It stands for develops and aligns others for results. So in other words, a leader at Grace Fellowship really is about both relationships, developing others, and also then the results. And then the S, lastly, stands for seize the future. And just a leader needs to be able to kind of look above what's going on and see a little bit ahead. Right. Thanks so much, Julia, for, uh, for going over those, uh, those five characteristics. Yeah. And before we get, go a little further, um, Darlene, it would really help if we talked a little bit about why we need to identify the character, the characteristics. I know I'm going to have a problem with that long word all day. <laughs> characteristics of a leader. So, um, and I've heard you talk about this a little before, a few times. And so, why don't you tell us a little bit about 
what that looks like? Sure. I think that's a great question. Why do we even need to bother with identifying the characteristics of a leader, not just for Grace Fellowship, but why should any organization or any team do that work? I think there's uh, three reasons that I talk about pretty frequently. First is when we identify the characteristics of a leader, it guides recruitment of leaders. You can't recruit other leaders if you don't know what that person is supposed to look like. So, for example, one of our characteristics that you mentioned is emotionally and spiritually healthy. That helps us in recruitment know that we don't want to recruit somebody who has incredible leadership capacities, but who's emotionally and spiritually immature. Second reason it's important is it guides the development of those leaders. Uh, You want to be able to help your leaders grow and develop. And when you know the definition or the characteristics, that guides you in knowing how a person needs to grow. For example, uh, you may have somebody who needs growth in seeing the future. Uh, Maybe this person tends to focus just on the task that it's in front of them, but in order for them to lead well, they need to get their head up and begin looking out a little bit farther. So it guides the development of others. And third, it guides the evaluation of others. Uh, Some people hate that word, but I think evaluation is really critical to help us uh, tell others, hey, this is how you're doing. Here's where you're really strong. Here's where there's growth that needs to uh, occur. And so whether you're a staff member or a volunteer, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody needs evaluation and knowing what the characteristics are can guide you in how a person uh, needs to be evaluated and, and developed. Yeah. Do you mind if I throw in a fourth one? I'd love that. Yeah. I think also just identifying the characteristics uh, of a leader is just so important and valuable to have. It's the cornerstone of creating a leadership culture at the church. Okay, so that that's a really uh, intriguing statement. So tell me what you mean by a leadership culture. Well, we have, you know, culture. Every place has a culture, right? And and um, so one of the uh, one of the books by Mark Miller. He uh, wrote a book called Leaders Made Here, and I love one of the quotes. He says, "A leadership culture exists." when leaders are routinely and systematically developed, and when they have a surplus of leaders ready for the next opportunity or challenge. I love that. And then he goes on, he says, if everyone doesn't use the same definition of a leader, we can never consistently and systematically develop leaders because we don't even agree on what they are. And after reading that that quote, it's just like, that just really made a lot of sense to me. So we need to identify the characteristics of a leader so that we can develop the leaders and then create that leadership development culture. Yeah, I love that. Routinely and systematically developed so that they're ready for the next opportunity uh, or challenge, which you may not even know what that uh, that is. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, let's do a deeper dive into the five characteristics of a leader at Grace Fellowship. Okay, how about you go first? Okay, let's start with L. L stands for lifelong learner. Leadership requires change, and change requires learning. A leader must be a lifelong learner. Now, Julia, I got to tell you what I don't mean by this. I don't necessarily mean that leaders are going to be reading constantly. I remember when I was growing up, and my mom would say to me all the time, readers are leaders, readers are leaders. And then I would look around at some of my uh, fellow students who had their heads stuck in a book and they they weren't leading because they were reading so much. 
And, uh, and I remember thinking, that's not, that's not always true. That's not always true. Uh, so I love reading, but, um, but that doesn't necessarily, what, uh, that's not what we mean by lifelong learner. Instead, what we mean is that, uh, that leaders have to be learners throughout life. So first of all, they need to be learners of Jesus Christ. So Paul said in Ephesians 4.20, you did not learn Christ in this way. I think that's so fascinating that he didn't say you didn't learn about Christ. He says you didn't learn Christ in this way. So the calling of a Christian leader, first and foremost, is to be a learner of Christ. And so that's, that's really critical. Is there um, another way, uh, Julia, that you see that leaders are lifelong learners? You know, when I think about that, I think about that leaders need to have a teachable spirit. Leaders, leadership takes learning, and learning takes humility. And one of the signs of humility is that teachable spirit. And leaders want to learn and grow. And it can be through reading. It can be through mentors, other people that God puts in your life. I know right now, podcasts, of course, are a great way, listening to podcasts. And our uh, subscription to Right Now Media at right. Grace Fellowship there's some amazing leadership talks from all sorts of people um, in the in the Christian world, if you might say, that have um, that's on right now media that anybody can listen to, and they're fabulous. That's great. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really important with lifelong learning is to know that a lifelong learner is self-initiated and self-directed. That it's not where like you were in school where you wait for your teacher to tell you what you need to learn and what homework you need to do. But a a leader really has this hunger about them where they have to learn because they have to lead. And because they have to learn, their learning is self-directed and it's uh, self-initiated. They go out of their their way. In fact, on, on my bookshelf right now, I have more books in my two read pile than than I can keep up with because for me at least I'm hungry to learn because there's things that need to change and we've got to learn in order to change those. So Julia, let's talk about the second characteristic. I believe that this one is near and dear to your heart. It is. It's the letter E and the E stands for emotionally and spiritually healthy. And I think this is one of the characteristics that really should set apart Grace Fellowship leaders and actually all Christian leaders. Absolutely. It's easy to be a leader in a leader position, um, but really good leaders are emotionally and spiritually healthy. And that means that they're loving God and loving others well. Right. So dig a little bit more into this and tell us what this idea of emotionally and spiritually healthy means. Well, every team really becomes like their leaders. Um, this is one of the laws of leadership. And every team or organization becomes like the person in charge. So if that's true, then every team becomes like their leader. And then Grace Fellowship leaders need to be emotionally and spiritually healthy in order to create that whole, that same environment and a safe environment, you know, for their teams and the leaders and their teams. Absolutely. I remember um, some of my first jobs working with leaders who were, let's say, less than emotionally uh, healthy. And I just remember that their toxicity just leaked out into the whole team and the whole Mm -hmm. organization. Mm -hmm. So what are some actions that you think are important to live as an emotionally and spiritually healthy leader? 
think the, probably the first one is that the person needs to address any below-the-surface issues. And to be very honest, the church really hasn't done a really good job necessarily in, in the years of allowing for that mm. and opening up for that and being a safe place. People feel like they need to wear masks and right. come in and feel like they must look like they have it all together when we know very well that that is not the case. <laughs> so, and my own life as well. So um, we've got to be able to be open to those below the surface issues. So looking at your own life and just seeing some of the sin that's underneath, um, maybe there's old patterns of living. Gosh, and we all have old patterns of thinking that are not healthy. So we've got to just address those issues and have the place to do that. Yeah, I feel like for me, I've had to do this a lot over the last few years. Um, I am a chronic people pleaser and um, and and really want people to, to like me and to uh, think that I'm awesome. <laughs> and uh, that makes it hard sometimes to make the difficult decisions that a leader has to make. Um, and I remember early in my uh, ministry uh, career, I would make a lot of decisions not based on what I thought was God's will in the situation, but based on what I thought would make me more popular mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in the situation. And I've had to spend a lot of time over the years dealing with some below the surface issues so that I can be a, a little bit healthier emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. as a leader. Yeah. And God's gracious about that. And Thank goodness he doesn't show us everything we need to work on all at the same time. What are you saying about me, Julia? I don't appreciate that. <laughs> we all have things. <laughs> um, but I say, Garland, tell us about the third characteristic. Okay, so the third characteristic is all in, and there's an exclamation point yes. at the end of it. So I always like to emphasize that. A stands for all in. We believe that teams follow passionate leaders. Grace Fellowship leaders demonstrate their passion by their attitude, words, and commitment. I love this one. Uh, I think that uh, this serves as a really great filter for a lot of leaders. Uh, This doesn't mean that you have to be crazy or you have to act like an idiot or that you have to have, you know, uh, this hyper personality that's, that's, you know, pumped up on caffeine. Uh, At Grace Fellowship, we've got a lot of engineers and those engineers aren't, you know, crazy acting people a lot of times, but our leaders need to be all in. They need to be bought in and they need to be passionate. So I'm interested, Julia, what are some of the actions that you see from a person who is all in? Well, I'm thinking about one of the most important is that um, that this person talks about and prays for the vision and mission of the church and is willing to sacrifice for it. So I'm thinking of just in very simple ways. I'm thinking of Mike and Deb, and they lead a small group, and they have young kids, and they figure out how the babysitting works to get babysitters for their kids and and for the other people in their small group. They figure out how to make that small group work, and they've gotten creative, and it's great. And they also know that the vision vision and mission of the church, um, so they're always getting their group together to go serve somewhere, and just making some time sacrifices, uh, making some uh, those sacrifices to make arrangements to make that happen. But that's what is important to them. That's great. That's great. So what's another action of an all-in leader? <laughs> I think this one is simple, but it's, it's vital and often overlooked. Uh, I believe that an all-in leader shows up prepared and shows up early. Uh, to the best of their abilities, I think all-in leaders 
come prepared to lead. They've done their pre-work that they need to do, and they've gotten um, to their post, uh, wherever that may be, in enough time to lead well. Uh, I found that whenever I'm late to something, especially when I'm in charge of it, I accidentally communicate to everybody else that this isn't all that important to me when I'm showing up late. And so, um, and when I, and when I do that, then I'm communicating to them that it shouldn't be that important to them either. It's kind of like the phrase we use with our kids all the time that um, what I do in moderation, they will do in excess. And I think that's really true in a leadership position. Hey, you show up late, you've communicated to everybody else on your team that they don't really have to be all that bought in to it. So, so that's my soapbox <laughs> for the day. Sorry about that. I just think that's an important uh, way that, that leaders can, can fulfill that, uh, that characteristic of being all in. So Julia, back to you. Tell us what the fourth characteristic is. Oh, sure. Give me the long one. Okay. So the next one is the letter is D and, but it's really important. The D stands for develops and aligns others for results. That is a mouthful right there. Yes. So, um, leaders simultaneously pour into others and achieve results. That's what we do. We pour into others and then look and, and to achieve those results. So Grace Fellowship leaders must be driven by both relationships and results and organize their teams just to accomplish the purpose that they're there for. So you said something right there that really strikes me, Julia. You said that leaders must simultaneously pour into others and achieve results. So that really hits me because you're making the statement there that that leadership is not either relationships or results, but it's both and. So this one seems a little bit controversial, especially in Christian circles, because it seems like uh, as, as Christians, we should focus primarily on relationships and not results. So unpack this a little bit. How do you see this in, in Scripture and in Christianity? Yeah, I think that the Great Commission gives us some really great insights into that. Jesus commands his followers to go and make disciples of all nations. So just looking at that, that's both relational and results-focused. Um, it's relational because discipleship doesn't happen separate from being in relationship with others. Right. But it's results. And we just don't build relationships to build relationships. We build them in, in church and in Christian circles. We build them to then make disciples. That's awesome. And making making disciples of all nations, which is near and dear to the vision of, of Grace Fellowship to be right. a house of prayer for all nations. So I think... Um, that what you're kind of pointing out here, Julia, is that we miss a lot of times the nature of God as both relational and resort uh, and results oriented. He's on a mission to see people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people group come to him. Are, are there other ways that you see this results and relationship side of God in Scripture? Well, I love the scriptures in Acts and where the Bible records just all sorts of results. So after Peter's talking to the crowds, 3,000 were added to their number. Right. And then later, 5,000 were added to their number that day, etc. So it's all throughout the, the, the Bible. And even the impact of the Spirit on your life, the fruit of the Spirit is a result. So the word fruit is actually also translated result. Oh, that's good. Uh -huh. That's really good. Right. So the result of the spirit 
And really, if you think about it, it's the result of being in relationship with the Spirit is that your life produces Absolutely. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all wow, that. Wow, you did all those really fast. I had to Amazing. memorize those as a kid, and they've stuck with me ever ever since. <laughs> so, wow, so that's um, huge insight that it's critical for leaders uh, at Grace Fellowship and uh, in, in all of, really all of Christian ministry. It's critical for us to be both relational and results oriented. So let me talk now. I'm going to jump a little bit to the fifth characteristic, which is a lot shorter than the the fourth one. The fifth characteristic is S and it stands for seize the future. Uh, Leaders must accept the realities of today while seeing the vision for the future. Grace Fellowship leaders have an ability to see the future and move teams to accomplish the vision. Um, I've talked about this a lot since I came to uh, to Grace Fellowship, and uh, so I'm going to keep talking about it because I think it's one of the, the the critical actions. Is I call this the leadership stretch, and it's when a, a leader has one foot that's firmly planted in the realities of today. They need to know the realities of today, but they have this neck, this other foot that's stretching toward the future, and it's hopefully stretching a little bit farther and a little bit farther and a little bit farther. And so the farther that a leader can look out, the greater the stretch that it creates in their life because they have one foot firmly planted in the realities of today and one foot that's moving toward the vision and the dreams of the future. Yeah, I really, I do agree with that. And and yet it is also important to note that it's not just my vision or your vision or just the leader's vision for right, the future. Right, that's true. And the leader's going to walk with God. They're going to pray. They're going to um, walk with God and pray and look at what, just try to see what God has for them and envision and accomplish that future vision. So leaders need to discern where God's moving and to do that um, prayer and solitude and silence and those pieces of that are really important just to hear and listen from God. That's so true. And, and I think a lot of times when we talk about being a house of prayer for all nations, that it's important to point out that having praying hands doesn't mean that you don't have dirty fingernails, right? You've got to have both that prayer actually, uh, it, prayer starts in a relationship with God where we seek his vision and his guidance But that prayer ultimately works out into our hands where we start doing the work and the action that he's called us to um, so that we can see his kingdom come and his will be done. So, Julia, what's one action in addition to prayer that you think can help leaders take a step towards seeing the future? Well, I think they can adopt a mindset of continual improvement. Uh, Until Christ returns, nothing will be perfectly right. And so... There are ways that a leader and the team can continually improve. I don't think God's a real big fan of apathy. Yeah, I, that's that's such a good uh, good statement. Uh, God's not a fan of apathy. That there is continual improvement, and even um, when when you think about the journey that a person takes in their their walk with Christ, there's this idea of progressive sanctification that we're not necessarily always moving upward in our sanctification, but we're always moving forward. We're always moving toward Christ, and that's going to have some some highs and some lows and changes along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just do a quick recap of these five characteristics of a leader that we talked about. So the five characteristics of a leader can be remembered by the acronym LEADS, L-E-A-D-S. 
L is lifelong learner. E is emotionally and spiritually healthy. A is all All in. in. (laughs) D is develops and aligns others for results. And S is sees the future. Julia, any last thoughts that you have? Yeah, if you're a leader at Grace Fellowship, I would just encourage you to put these five characteristics to memory. Yeah, that helps so much. It'll take a few minutes, but (laughs) you can do that. And if you're not at Grace Fellowship, maybe you need to consider what the characteristics of a leader are for your team and your organization. That's great, because if, as you pointed out earlier, if we don't define what a leader is, there's no way that we can systematically and intentionally develop them so that they're ready for the next challenge. Mm -hmm. That's around the bend. Julia, thank you so much for coming on Leadership Matters today and uh, and being a part of this. I just really appreciate you. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Well, we enjoyed having you. Hey, and thanks to you for listening to Leadership Matters. Our prayer is that God will expand your leadership capacity so that you can fulfill the calling that he has given to you. 